The Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 35, The Mystery of the Half Moon Cliffs. Jeremy shares his discovery with Phoebe. They reached the other side of the small island almost immediately and came to another fallen tree placed over a rippling channel of water. Jeremy stepped lightly across to the wet rocks on the other side. The bark had worn off and the wood was slippery, but Phoebe followed with a sure step. Her knee felt stronger after the short rest. They walked and jumped over a series of rocks to a bank crowded with laurel bushes and small trees. Beyond lay rising ground with more rocks and trees and then the cliffs towering above, sheer and impenetrable. The crows followed them in the treetops. Hawks and turkey vultures circled high in the air. I know you must have found a way up this thing, but I don't see it. I don't mean to brag, but I'm good at this. I notice things. There's no way up this cliff over a long, long way. Unless you have equipment and know how to use it. But I found a way. I'm sure it's been purposely concealed. How? I'll show you. He led the way to the foot of the cliff, and they hiked along the stony surface for five or ten minutes. They passed several enormous boulders, but Phoebe could see nothing that looked like a path upward. Jeremy stopped next to the most gigantic boulder yet, a slab of rock leaning up against the cliff, measuring maybe 30 feet high and 40 feet wide. It was as big as a house. I'm sure you don't see the details the way I do. But stones, even small boulders, have been moved. And ledges have been chipped to eliminate paths. These things have mostly been done long ago and it's not just here at the cliff once you get up on the plateau amidst the streams and hills you see more of it hillsides of thick bramble and laurel boulders and rock slides in the right places walls of poison ivy nettles and virginia creepers Don't misunderstand me. The secret place is naturally hard to get to. They're just improving on nature. And 
there's another thing. Yes? Go on. When I get close, I'm sure I'm being watched. This place has a warning system and some sort of patrol or lookouts. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm convinced these crows are a part of that system. Every time I head out in this direction, the crows seek me out. And the closer I get, the more fuss they make. From the tallest trees. From up on the cliffs, with binoculars, you could spot any intruder from miles around. Just by looking for crows. So, has anything happened to stop you? No. I'm just testing the borders of the thing. I haven't actually tried to go in. Plus, I'm convinced they know who I am. And I'm not alone. They're letting me be. And I'm letting them be. But you could just walk in and see what's there. I'd like to be invited. I'm on their side. But I am invited. And I'm sure if you're with me, you'll be welcome too. Jeremy smiled. I think I've seen the hidden area. I've gotten pretty close and... I've got Jim's binoculars. They're excellent. Well, let's go. Lead the way. The path is right next to you, but you can't see it. Look around. Phoebe moved back from the cliff and studied the rocky face. Above the massive boulder, the wall was steep and straight for maybe another 50 feet. Yet part of the way up, there was a jagged gash, a diagonal crack moving up the cliff. And still higher, there was definitely a ledge. And then the cliff began to curve into a gentle slope. Dwarf pine trees grew in any niche that could accumulate soil. Okay, I see something. If you could just get halfway up, the rest might be possible. Somehow, you found a way up to that ledge. That's right. You've got a good eye. I saw that the upper path must be used and maintained by people. So I knew there must be a way to get to it. Can you find it? Jeremy, you're slowing us down. But I want you to appreciate what's gone into this. It's really something special. I never saw anything like this. I understand. You think it's a craft, like cars, or an art, like music. It's someone's life work. Probably many people, over centuries. And not just here, but for miles around. It is pretty amazing. But, Jeremy, I really want to get there. I need to find Abby. I need to see 
what my parents are doing. My life is full of unknowns. I need to understand. Jeremy looked at her and understood. All right, here we go. They walked to the far side of the giant gray boulder. Phoebe noticed the way it leaned against the cliff, leaving a space about a foot wide at eye level, but mostly filled by an elongated stone that stood about five feet high in the opening. Watch this. Jeremy reached over the stone and grabbed it by the far corner and rocked it backward. With a little effort, it swung toward them and balanced again in a new position, leaving an opening about a foot and a half wide in the lower portion of the crack. See that? Could that be an accident? Phoebe stared, her mouth open. We go in there? We sure do. And you go first. I've got to pull the stone back behind us. The opening seemed barely wide enough for a child. But with almost no hesitation, she stepped around the stone and squeezed sideways into this narrow door. Jeremy followed. She slid along through a dark, damp, and very narrow tunnel. Her heart was in her mouth. The way became even darker and tighter. For brief seconds, she felt wedged in, unable to move, and desperately wanted to retreat. A claustrophobic panic began to brew inside her. As her muscles tensed and her lungs filled, she felt the stone pressing her, squeezing her. But when she bent her knees to shorten her height, she found a little bit more space. The opening widened toward the ground. Jeremy, how much longer? Her voice was muffled and echoed in the thick darkness. Keep going. You're... You're almost there. She saw a trickle of light descending from above. A space opened up, a crack in the giant wall of the cliff. She now had room to stand at ease. To her left, she saw Jeremy appear out of the gloom and put his hand on her shoulder. The next stage is easy. Let me slide by. His thin body slipped through into the open crack. Now just follow me. He began climbing up a steep path of stones about a yard wide. The mountain was on their right, and the sheer rock face of the split-off piece was on their left. A thin slice of blue sky appeared far, far above them. Phoebe followed finding a foothold and taking a step with her left leg and swinging her right leg stiffly into a level position. It was slow going, one half step at a time. Whoa, Jeremy, this is incredible. Phoebe imagined that a major section of the cliff had split away countless years ago. 
and gradually the crack had filled with stones, all concealed by the huge boulder. She felt sure that the artists of the landscape had discovered the secret and smoothed out the rising path into something like a stairway and found another stone the perfect size to conceal the entrance. You okay? Just a little more. I'm good. As they climbed, the light gradually improved until the wall to their left was only six or eight feet high. They stopped in a cozy little spot, hidden as if they were in a nest of stones, like a small cave with an open roof. Phoebe had no sense of being on the face of a mountain. Let's wait here and talk for a minute. The rest of the way is the hard part, and you probably won't want to go. And if we do go, we can't stop till we get to the top. We'll be exposed on the side of the cliff. Anyone can see us from the swamp. He opened a bottle of water, took a few deep swallows, and handed it to her. She drank gratefully, swallow after swallow. Oh, that tastes good. She sat with her back against the rock and massaged the big muscles just above the knee. I've been missing something like this. It's as good as soccer. Phoebe's hopes rose that they could reach Hidden Valley and find Abby and even discover a key to the mysteries they were facing. She turned to speak to Jeremy, but he was looking at her in a way that made her nervous, fearful that he would try to kiss her or say something strange. By the way, I... I keep wondering, were you mad last night about George and I playing music together and planning a concert? Oh, give me a break. Let's not get into that. Well, look at you. You are mad. I thought it might be all in my head, but it's true. George and I don't know how to handle it. We don't want the concert to upset you. Look, Jeremy, if I'm going to feel bad, that's just the way it is. It's not your fault. It's just that you and George won't be doing the things that interest me. But you might get interested. You don't need to feel bad. There's nothing to feel bad about. How can you know that? What makes you so sure? Jeremy's eyes went blank. His face froze. Some things aren't so easy. If there's anything I could do to help, let me know. He stared off at the rocks. Sadness and disappointment written on his face. Come on, Jeremy. Let's just put that aside. You're right. I shouldn't have brought it up. In fact, right now, we have a big decision to make. Should we continue or go back? 
Should we climb to the top? It's dangerous. And I'm not sure it's a good idea. Had a friend a while ago. Had no reason to fear her. She gave me a picture of a bright blue boy. She gave me an oval mirror. Don't you know I was sorry to see her go, baby? Oh no. Oh, if you want me so, I'll be there for you. Just ask me to play, and I'll know what to say. If you come around today, you won't be in my way. Oh no, baby, not you. And oh, there are questions I know. I don't care no more. Why don't we just dive into the stream? Find our sweet way down a warm and red dream. Oh, baby, it's true. I'm running without an eye in my head, but my heart courses set, and my old dreams are now letting me go. Just grows and 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 grows. I'll say so long to myself again. See me if you can. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.